Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 203 of Ask Vidas and Usha podcast. This question was sent by Robert and he writes, Hi Vidas, Robert here again from Vancouver, Canada. I'm at a point where I read well and have pretty good independence with hands and pedals. I seem to have trouble with arpeggios though, left and right hand. Basically it's doing the fast transitions to other chords in the progressions, which are often in inversions. Any material you know of or from your own courses that really exercises a disciplined technique Cost factor I'm fine with as this is something I'd really like to get under my fingers yet, so to speak. I'm just playing this material way too slow. Appreciate your Orosha's input. So, Osha, do you you know of any um, courses or or sources for information about learning to play arpeggios. I'm sure there are plenty of sources, you know, how to play arpeggios well. But for in order to do that, you even don't need any additional material. You can just do it on your own. Just pick up any key, for example, D major, and start playing the major arpeggios on but the then, tonic chord. But then you need to know... The fingering. Yes, you need to know the fingering. And usually the fingering is very naturally understandable if you have some experience with with chords. Yes. And you know, you I'm sure you could find in a library books that uh, consist not only of arpeggios, but basically in order to, you know, to build up your technique, as uh, kids in an early age, we start to play scales, mm-hmm. chords, arpeggios and chromatic skills mm-hmm. in various manners and these four things actually that help build you up your technique in addition to etudes right yes mm-hmm. yes so one source to look at uh, while waiting from our uh, material we haven't uh, prepared such a course yet but uh, since you are in need now, you could look at hand-on exercises. And in part two, at the end of part two, they have uh, scales and arpeggios in all keys. So that's all you need probably for yes. now. And if while you are in in, ham, in hand-on collection, check out the previous exercises uh, in in part one too. They are very very good. The aim for Hanon is to uh, get perfect technique over time uh, while playing on the keyboard only one hour per day. Because in a fast tempo, you can sight read entire collection, there are three parts, in one hour. I don't know who can do this because it's really, really difficult, uh, the third part, I mean, but uh, virtuoso pianists can. Sure. 
So, and for now, if you have uh, trouble, you know, getting a right arpeggio passage in the piece that you are working on, make an exercise from that particular spot. And check if you are playing it with the correct fingering. What do you Th mean? Th this is very important thing. What do you then mean? Then you will play it fast. What do you mean, Osha? Uh, do an exercise based on your uh, piece. Well, take a spot that you cannot play well uh -huh. or you are making mistakes. Just a little excerpt of it. Yes. Then play it many times. Especially in the slow tempo first, check your fingering if it's correct. Then, you know, increase the tempo. Like one or two measures, right? Yes, like one or two measures. Then you can make fun with it, you can transpose it, too. Oh. Into uh, different keys. Right. And then, of course, by that time you you even memorize this fragment. Yes. And, uh, you know, especially what I do with arpeggios, you have to know on which note to lean. If it's a shorter arpeggio, then it's enough to lean in one spot, usually at the bottom of the note or on the top of the note, depending in which direction the arpeggios go. But if it's longer arpeggio, lasts for more than one, one, one measure, then you will, do, will have to do another accent somewhere. So that's what helps me. Usually those longer arpeggios are based on one simple chord, like C major tonic chord, and they just repeat the, the first scale degree one octave higher, two octaves higher, three octaves higher. Yes, and even if you, know, if you make text mistakes, maybe you don't know what those chords are, those arpeggiated chords. And this is also a good way, you know, to to play piece better and to feel more secure with it, to know what theoretically is going on. You mean that playing arpeggios will help you to understand music theory too? Yes, that's right. That's Pre what I mean. Prepare for harmony. Yes. Nice. Do you think that isolating those measures and playing them over and over again, plus transposing them, probably from memory, would help you in improvisation? Definitely, yes. How? Because you would develop sort of muscle memory when transposing excerpts like this. And at the beginning you might need to think very carefully and slowly about uh -huh. them, but in time I think you will be able to not think so much about them and do it almost automatically. You will develop sort of a bag of tricks, right? Sure. That you could later use in your own improvisations. That's, of course, uh, that will be um, in the style of other composers though, right? But that's, a, in principle, the same technique that jazz players are doing. They listen to recordings over and over again, maybe now in a slow tempo, and transcribe uh, in, in notes. They call them licks, those fragments. And they then memorize, transpose, and later reuse them in their own improvisations. Yes, no, I think now in the 21st century we are too concerned about being original 
because look at the history of, of, of music. You know, composers, especially at the beginning of their career, we copied each other. We learned from each other. And it wasn't considered a crime, you know, to, 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 to copy some, somebody or some things. Mm-hmm. So I think why not, you know, take something that is good from those times and do it nowadays, especially when we are talking about improvisation. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a language because music is a, is communicating in in some form of um, language, which is not text based but sound based. So, if you have a version of language that other composers used and you like it. Uh, there is no crime in in communicating in your in this language yourself, right? Or part of that language. Of course, you will shape and adapt that language for your own needs, right? As you develop, because because look, you will not only copy one composer. You will probably mix ten or twenty composers together. Don't you think also that this way you will become original? Yes. This mix of of 10 or 20. Yes, it still will sound like you, not like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will remind of somebody else, but, but still it will be your thing. Because other people who are doing the same thing, maybe they are copying other composers um, in that 20 group. Maybe some of them are the same, like you are doing, but but not all of them, and the mix would be unique. Yes, that's true. So now going back to the chords, first of all, you need to check your fingering. If it's really comfortable and fitting the particular passage, play in a slow tempo, mm-hmm. transpose it to the other keys. And do it over and over again. Yes. Excellent. I think uh, this will be helpful to people who want to um, expand their technique. And their creativity too yes thank you guys for listening this was Vidas and Usha please send us more of the questions this is really fun to helping you grow and remember when you practice miracles happen <laughs>